This week on Ridiculously Bored. The bars suck, the people suck, the place sucks. F*** you, Philly. I hate that dude. I hate that dude. <laughs> Why? That dude. Why? I didn't even say good morning. I was like, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you're such a <laughs> Yeah, so, you don't remember it because you slept fine that night. I remember it because I twitched myself to sleep. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. Michael, we are here for episode number 12, a very special episode because we have a very special guest. You want to introduce him? Yes. So we reached out to Hot Chocolate and asked him if he'd be willing to be on the episode. So I I love this man. (laughs) So the, the couple things, just a little background and then we'll get into some stories. First things first, I think he keeps me sharp. I think he's got just as quick as wit as I do. Um, I also think he's one of the few people who will call me on my bullshit when I say something, because every once in a while I'll say something absolutely crazy and no one else says anything. Yeah, and he'll just kind of look up, around and, and be like, nobody's going to say anything to that. Like, he just said something insane and nobody's going to say anything. Um and I think this episode, we talk about you and I being mean. I think we're all going to be so defensive that we're going to be mean before <laughs> the other guy can be. I think that's going to happen a lot this episode. Wow. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, knowing him as long as we have. I mean, I've known him since seventh grade, right? So what are we then, about eight or nine? Um, 13 or 14, I mean? Yeah. Right? When we, we go to the seventh grade? Oh, wow. So there's nothing that's sacred, Um, But I also need to be careful and he needs to be careful and you need to be careful because there are things we say to ourselves when we're just out that we can't say with other people around. Yes. Ever again. Yes. It reminds me of there's an episode of Arrested Development where uh, Job has a uh, Job has a black puppet on his hand and the puppet saying all these crazy things. And the puppet says. White America is not ready for this. And Michael's like, I don't think black America is ready for this. <laughs> so um, with that, let's let's get into it. All right. All right. Um, Chocolate, you want to say hello? Sure. Hello, everyone. This is insane. Let's keep going. Yay. <laughs> All right. I have a question for you, Hot Chocolate. Um, so... You and I did not meet until the comic book store. I believe you either worked there or you hung out there. No, I just lived there because it was either that or go home. Uh, so, so I used to see you there all the time. So I think that's the uh, I think that's I've the given time you that, some of my money in those poker games that we used to play there. Although to be fair, yeah. I gave my money to everybody in those poker games. So wait, I want I want to back up for one second. I love that you were there so much that David thought you might have worked there. <laughs> That's great. Well, I, and he sat behind the counter reading comic books. I remember that specifically, yeah, which did. is why I'm like, I you must work here. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah, did. Sometimes, like in the because the old version of the store had like an L desk, oh, an, L, yeah. an L counter, right? So you could go in that back area that wasn't near where the front where we were helping people. Um, I will say this. He did mention quickly those poker games oh, in the store. Brutal, brutal we, poker games. We, 
we used to, so the boss was there, comes in in the morning, kind of gets things started and then used to leave. And it was me, GQ used to work there. The artist used to work there for a while. Um, but so the rest of us, we'd be there the rest of the day. And so what we started doing to pass the time is we'd start playing poker in the back corner of the store on the counter for cash oh, God. with customers. Oh, that's right. <laughs> there was, yes. So not just the friends in the back no. playing. We used to let customers play. And where we got in trouble, where the boss finally found out was we took like a hundred bucks from a customer over his lunch break. And then he was like, yeah, there's going to be no more poker. This <laughs> I don't think I knew that story. Yeah. That, that's how we ended up getting in trouble. Ooh. Yeah. So, so my question for you uh, is you just a little bit about your background. So you, you grew up obviously with Mike. Um, you spent a lot of time. You ultimately ended up where you are today, which I want to let you talk about, but how did you get there? And like, what was that whole, like, what was the transition like? Oh man, I don't really have a good answer for this. Like we all grew up in your shell. And then at like the tender age of 18, my parents were like, my dad used to commute into the city for work. And he was like, I'm done. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. I'm going to college. And he goes, no, we're all moving to Florida. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I spent like seven years in Florida bumming around doing I had no nothing. Clue. And then um, I finally got tired of it. And I moved to Boston with uh, literally $200 in my pocket. And I think I borrowed a coat of a buddy of mine who lived in Florida I'm like, I'm never returning these. He's like, it doesn't fit. I'm like, that's good. And I moved to Florida with no money. Did you know anybody in Florida at the time? No. The only person I knew was a guy who we went to school with who ended up showing up there. And I, I won't say his name, but uh, he uh, he ended up going to the same college that I sort of attended. Hmm. Not really. Look, you're, you're talking ever. to a high school dropout here. So. I, I'm a college dropout, so that works out great. So, um, but yeah, so... Uh, I ended up there and then I moved to Boston to be with this girl and to get the hell away from Florida because it's the armpit of North America on the East Coast, on the West Coast. That's Sacramento. Um, but yeah. There goes those <laughs> yeah. so For the record, I actually have no idea what the uh, armpit of North America on the West Coast is. I just remember Sacramento being hilarious. But um, I ended up in Boston for a few years and uh, that's where I met my wife. And then we ended up moving out to the Midwest. And uh, it's weird. Yeah, I, I don't know how I ended up here. Like, I mean, I got married and it was, my wife keeps reminding me that it was actually my idea to move out here. Uh, but we just had our first kid. We had no family in the area. We were, I am a horrible parent. And uh, I, I'll just be honest, I, I did not know Mike how to is too, but he won't kids, admit it like that. Right? Um, especially babies. I was terrified and and all that other nonsense that goes with being a parent. Yeah, I, I've pretty much held no kids under six months that weren't my right. own. Um, other than one time my, I was talking, I put my hands out uh, in being Italian, doing an expression, and my sister put one of her kids in my hand, and I'm like, oh, oh, take man. this kid out of my hands. And she's like, why? You seem nervous. I'm like, I am nervous. Take the fucking kid out of my hand. <laughs> I, I, I'm honestly, that I mean, right. one of the only times under six months that I've held a kid that wasn't my own. I don't have a problem holding them, but the, you know, you remember those first, that first year where your whole job is just to keep them alive and not do something mm -hmm. stupid. I was absolutely <laughs> terrified of that period. And yeah. I got like sleep apnea and I'm exhausted. 
Massive blah blah. But, yeah. I love I love how this conversation's revolving around not killing the children in their first year no, no, of no, life no, as not, opposed not to them raising to them. That's a very different thing than not killing them. Let's <laughs> be very clear. We're not trying to make a lifetime movie here, right? <laughs> but yeah. Three men and a couple dead babies. That's not what we're going for. <laughs> Although I didn't really see that. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so so you, know, you were saying when you moved out west, when you moved out west, actually, it was just shortly after I got back from Australia. Because yeah. I got back we were at um, Big Daddy's kid's baptism, I think it was, one of his his second kids. Oh, yeah. I think that's what yeah, it yeah. was. And you were like, hey, how's it going? It's great. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how we do everything, though, right? That's I don't think we've ever been tender and sensitive. No. 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 But, yeah, so I ended up out here, and, uh, God, we've been here since 07. Shit. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a long time. Well, that was a long time. So let me let me go into speaking of tender and sensitive. Oh, you're it's going right to the as, groin. As, I love that we're most people, sir, David. <laughs> yeah, <you> should, <laughs> so should so should dad. Um, <laughs> so, as most people who know me know, I do not like being touched by people I don't know. Period. And people are like, what about if it's a super hot fucking girl? I'm like, I don't care if I don't know you. Don't touch me. Right. Like sometimes it's a very big thing with waitresses for some reason. They'll come over and they'll like put their hand on your arm and be like, do you need anything? Would you like anything else? I hate it. If I don't know the person, I hate it. So you were doing a family, you and your dad, male bonding trip. You were going to San Antonio a couple of years ago. And you happened to let us know that you were doing that. And I'm like, well, well, fuck it. Let's turn this into a guy's trip. So it was to go see a Formula One race, which most of us never have. I know you're into Formula One, right. but most of the rest of us have never probably even watched one, let alone been to one. I think that's the most so miserable like, hey. I've seen the three of you being in a separate city, <laughs> if I recall correctly. Yes. So you're like, we're going here. So we're like, oh, we're great. We're going to crash it. So we get to San Antonio. No, hold on. Who's, who's we? It's it's me, you, it's me, and GQ, you, right? GQ. Oh, that's yeah. right. GQ is there. And then it's that. Hot Chocolate and his dad. Mm-hmm. And so... His his dad I hadn't seen now in probably at this point ten years maybe I'd say right probably since your wedding was the last time I saw him before that yeah probably I don't think that was ten years his, right. his dad is the kind of guy hey how you doing here's my hand firm handshake maybe a pat on the back keep moving <laughs> his dad his dad puts his hand out I go and hug him so I get around <laughs> his hand and I start hugging him. Full on, chest on chest, really as tight as I possibly can. And I know it's uncomfortable for him, so I don't stop. <laughs> I do remember so, this, actually. Yeah, so I'm just holding, well, because it's your your dad's face that makes the whole thing. So I'm just holding on to him. Now I have actually my my face on his chest. Like, oh, uh, this is like, like you would your wife if you were doing a slow dance. <laughs> so I'm holding on to him. He still has his hand out for a handshake as if, like, what just happened? So his arm's sticking out, almost like Frankenstein, his arm's sticking out. Oh, yeah. He looks at me. He looks at, at hot chocolate. He looks at me. He looks at hot chocolate. And he's like, "What? what's going on? He's like, why is he doing this? And hot, and hot chocolate's like, he knows it's probably making you uncomfortable. He's like, don't worry, it'll pass. He'll let go in a few minutes. And I did that for about another 30 oh, seconds. Oh, my gosh. If you remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Yeah, that was the I think I, I think I actually, I think I have have a picture of that moment. To be honest with you, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure I do. I, I need awesome. to I need to dig it up. D- David, if you can, I'll dig it up. We'll throw it in the episode. Yeah. 
So, yeah. So, um, you know, we've done a lot of the guy trips, right? And so we've gone to Chicago. Oh, yeah. We've gone Chicago. to D.C. Um, Philly. We've gone to San Antonio. Philly. Philly was oh, crazy. My God, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we've gone to Vegas a couple times. What do you remember about the Philly trip? I remember the diner the night, the day after, right? Like the night before when, we were out we still of had control, the bill. right? And we went into this diner. David, were you on the Philly trip? I did not go on the Philly oh. trip. No, so Philly Philly was me, you, Boston Matt. Oh, yeah. We'll call him Boston yeah. Matt. Um, GQ and El Guapo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so like. The, El Guapo! <laughs> David, we end up in. Is it like a Denny's or a diner or something the next morning? Yeah, it was a, it was a diner. Because like, Mike can't miss his breakfast. No, he can't. Right. And it's eight, and neither have I. But um, at, uh, <laughs> eight, it's like eight in the morning, and this diner is filled with like families and people who are being nice and sweet and calm. And we <laughs> like, are, the, like, like the before church crowd, <laughs> like the before church crowd. David, the volume level from our table must have been like uh, one to ten, twenty-seven. Like we were out <laughs> of control. Like it was like the night ended. But we just kept it going straight through breakfast, and these poor people. I'm relatively really sure I wasn't. I wasn't sober by that point. Yeah. No, you had to be. I mean, we were. Now, actually, do you remember us pulling? Do you remember us pulling out the receipt that was as long as my leg? Oh, yeah. And for the five oh, of us, God. it was like eleven hundred dollars oh, or something God. that we had spent in alcohol the oh, night before. Oh, Jesus, so much fun. God. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, that diner scene, like it was. It was something that somebody put in a movie. They'd be like, those guys would be thrown out, blah, blah, whatever. And I swear to you, I don't even remember if we had a waiter or a waitress. They just kept on being nice to us, no matter like how loud we got or how crazy we got. And we just we just kept turning it up until we were like, we got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember so, from Philly? <clears throat> so at that one, I remember that we were there for two nights, right? Mm-hmm. The first night, we went out on our own, right? The group of us went out. We went out of the hotel, basically, and made a left. And it fucking sucked. The bars sucked. The people sucked. The place sucked. Fuck you, Philly. Um, It was horrible. And we just lost the Philadelphia fan base. (laughs) Sacramento's gone. Philadelphia's gone. Boston's probably gone. Oh, Florida's already gone. Yeah, we're working our way through the state. Doesn't matter about Florida. They can always go. My friend comes out the next night who lived down there. And she's like, no, no, you can't go out of the hotel and go left. You got to go out of the hotel and go right. Oh, hey, Wex and was, it was with right? us too, right? In Philly? Oh, yeah, Wex was? Oh, okay. Yeah. I hate that dude. I hate that dude. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that dude. Why? You guys never <laughs> so, spoke yes. to one another. It was so ridiculous. So condescending when he talked. Yeah. So condescending. It made me feel less smart whenever he talked. <laughs> because you are. <laughs> Can we talk about how smart you really are? Oh, my God. So we, she's like, no, no, you can't go to the left. You got to go to the right. We go out of the hotel to the right. It's the greatest fucking place in the Seriously, world. Philly's awesome. And we're like, every day we're like, Philly we're like what just happened? And we were probably in total 10 blocks away between the two bars we went to, but it was Not worlds even. apart. Not even. Yeah. It was mm. hilarious. So oh my God. That's, that's one thing I remember. The other thing I remember, it's all <laughs> random stuff. The other thing I remember is we were staying at a club quarters, I think it's called. The drinking had already started and we go to the bathroom. You were in the bathroom in the the bar area and i threw one pack of matches this is when like they still had matches on the counter oh, yeah. through one one pack of matches at you i laughed gq laughed and then gq goes to me you're a fucking child 
<laughs> so you you left you left the bathroom. I I have and again this is where now I overshare. I don't like peeing at urinals. I actually go into the stalls. Um for no other reason than possibly I got a really small dick. No. Um <laughs> I like to I like to be that able was to seven use minutes. Toilet paper. Seven minutes before you actually Yeah, the balls will be in oh, in a couple yeah, days. <laughs> so I go into I go into the stall. Now, again, mind you, GQ had just yelled at me for throwing one book of matches at you. He threw all of them at me. <laughs> so he threw those over the top and he threw them all over me. So I remember that. And then in our hotel room, do you remember the phone in the hotel room? Do you remember why I thought it was amazing? Is it the cable was like the entire length was, of the room or whatever? <laughs> no, no. It was it was wireless and the room was about as big as you could stick your arms out and hit both sides of the room. That's how big the room was. And they had a wireless phone as if you were going to go somewhere with it in the room. Oh, I, gotta be honest, I don't remember too much. I do remember that GQ stabbed you in the eye like he was pushing an elevator button. It's the only yeah. time I actually saw you go from like, Happy to like, I'm gonna kill him to like, no, 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 I can't do that. And then right back to happy. But it was one of those things where you were like, did you just stab him in the eye with his finger? It was hilarious. And then he responded. So I had my contacts in. Oh, yeah. And I was like, my eyes are getting really dry. Um, They're bothering me. You know, when we go back to the hotel, I wanna get my glasses. So GQ goes, really, how much are they bothering you? Bam, poked me right in the eye. Which <laughs> to be honest, followed with. That sounds like it, something you would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then he followed with, because of all these drinks, I've lost my sense of depth perception. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I didn't actually mean to poke you in the oh, eye. He's man. like, I just meant to get close. So, yeah. So that was Philly. Oh, yeah. All right, hold on. Before uh, we go to a different city. Mm-hmm. Can we can we talk about hot chocolates uh, fear of flying? No. I have a completely rational fear of flying. There is nothing rational about Absolutely that. Absolutely, there is. The problem is, is that I'm not flying the airplane. If I <laughs> so were you're flying a the airplane, freak. that'd be fine. But if I have no control over the whole thing, and for the record, I actually take a lot of drugs to fly. Now. I yeah. take <laughs> I take a lot of Valium. I shouldn't, but I take a lot of Valium to the point where sometimes when I take the Valium, if it's like in a weird part of the day, when I get off the plane, I am as absolutely sarcastic as everything else, but I don't have any facial expression at all. I'm like, yep, that goes sure. Like I never, my favorite, like my favorite like had to be but, when you went to Vegas and you <laughs> showed up at like noon and I showed up at like noon thirty, maybe one, and everybody wasn't. Yeah, everybody wasn't getting there until Not like time. six p.m. Oh, noon thirty is totally a time. Ask, ask anybody who talks to me. Yeah. So you and I, you were still high off of whatever oh. narcotics you had taken to get through the flight, Completely and we went to. Thank you. Yeah, we went to Caesar's Palace, hit I the first the bar right, right, the door, right inside right? the door. Yeah. And drank for six hours. Oh god! Till we got there. <laughs> Until you guys got was there. That six hours. It was like six hours oh, and four at least six, but sometimes between four and six. And when when Mike and GQ finally got there, we were absolutely obliterated. Oh yeah. I want to say we were smoking cigars before they got there. Yeah, right? we were too. Oh. Yeah, we, we we did a little bit of everything. Oh man! <laughs> we just had the whole trip before we showed up. We were like, we're done here. <laughs> But that's the only way I can do Vegas without 
like losing money before you guys get there. Cause I always, because you guys are flying across the country, yeah, I always end up there before everybody else. Yeah. So I usually end up gambling. I'm down 500 by the time you guys even walk in the door. And you're bitter about it too. When oh, we yeah. see yes. you when that happens, you're like, ah, oh, and we're like, okay, it's going to take a little while. We're like, are you going to bet? Are you going to bet like a man? I'm already down a grand before you guys even got here. <laughs> that has happened more than once. Yep. So when we, when we have taken flights together, Hot chocolate gets very twitchy when he has that medicine. Oh, so the rest of us kind of enjoy watching oh, that good. play out. It's not good. Yeah. I've yeah. gotten better though. I have definitely gotten better over the years. I don't know why. I've do, you still, do you still take medicine? Oh though, God, you yes, why? What are you crazy? Of course I do. In fact, I my wife enjoy- won't fly with me unless I have medicine. <laughs> She's like, we're never doing that again. I can't remember what trip we were doing. I think we were flying to Florida or something. And when we got off the plane, she's like, call whoever you have to and get the medicine for the flight home. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, she was like, well, you have to drive home yourself. Okay. Uh, I also like that you said uh, you'd feel better if you were flying the plane. I'm relatively sure the rest of the passengers would. <laughs> no, not even remotely. We would be going very fast. <laughs> All right. So that was. Philly. We're going to get more into Vegas. We're definitely not done with Vegas yet. Yeah. So let's talk about the trip where we drove down to Washington, D.C. We were never supposed to speak of this trip ever again. There was pieces that I know you want me to leave out that I will leave out. (laughs) Right. So we, we, we meet at my parents' house, actually. You and Boston Matt drove down. Me, GQ, and El Guapo. Oh, yeah. You and you two all got in a car and we drove down to uh, to Washington. Whose car did we go down? Uh, I think it was yours. I think it was your red Camry, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we drive down there. Um, we go. We start hitting all the different places and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, Boston Matt had an ex-girlfriend who lived there, so she came out and met up with us for a little, so she hung out with us. So uh, the one of the few stories I remember, she had a tattoo. I don't know if you remember this. And it was, yeah, yeah. it was a little heart. It was in a private area. It was covered by her underwear, but she had a little heart tattoo. And she was telling us that she had a tattoo, but she wouldn't tell us where and she wouldn't tell and let anybody see it. So everybody now that's right now. That's all anybody wants is they want to know where it is, what it is. And if we can, I don't think sure, I was not there for that. I think I just kept on walking around the bar while you guys were talking to her for a bit. Possibly, well, possibly because I know I know you would ask. I know GQ would ask. And then at some point, I, <laughs> I and this is where the alcohol had started kicking. I was like, "Fuck you! If you don't want to show us, don't show us. We don't need to fucking see it." And then she was like, "Well, since you don't really care about it, now I'm going to show you." And so she like brought me over to the side and showed me, and I was like. What did I just do? How do I, how do, I do this again? Because I don't know what I just did that she would like it, it worked I out. Definitely for me. wasn't there for any of that. Yeah, possibly not. Um, and now people that are listening know why we always talk about going out with Mike. We always think we're going to end up in a fight every single time. <laughs> so, hot chocolate has a saying that when we're at a bar and I'm talking in general. He has to be ready that the next person is going to laugh as well as be ready that that other person is going to take a swing. At <laughs> yeah. And so there was one time something happened and I don't remember what it was, but hot chocolate was with his drink in his hand. He was standing next to me. Something happened with the guy. I said a comment to him. Hot chocolate just turned and put down his drink 
And then this turns back and waited. And then the guy was like, oh, yeah, that's funny. And then he was like, oh, okay. And he went back and grabbed his drink and then just started drinking again. Always got to be ready. That is a rational response. Yes. Always got to be ready. So speaking of being ready, Dave, after after your dad fell on the knife and cut himself, hot chocolate, uh, I showed him the picture. And he was like, I'll be out there in a couple hours. You tell me who we have to bury. Because <laughs> he, he didn't know what happened. He just saw the, what I call the murder scene photo. That is still the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Like, it looks literally like someone took a bucket of blood and just trailed it through your dad's yeah. by, like, by the time we took the picture, it had already coagulated. So it was this thick, sloppy mess. And then the smell was indescribable. I mean, just the thought of it makes me want to gag. But it was, I've never smelled death before. And that was probably pretty close. Wow. Uh, I, I thought you said the smell of my ass felt like death too. <laughs> <laughs> we all said that. Like I said, I've we never had. smelled death before, but it was probably pretty close. <laughs> so the weird, the weird thing about again, thankfully, I haven't been around a lot of blood, dried blood, especially at that quantity that was there. It was really weird to me the way it, it wiped off the floor. Like I don't any, I don't know how to describe it. Like we went with the broom, and it was. It had congealed so much and dried so much that it, came it was right like yeah. super easy to wipe off. So it was weird to me. Like I wouldn't have expected. So you didn't that, have to do the thing the- with the Coca Cola. That's no. probably not a good mm-hmm. idea that I know that. But yeah, no, we did have to throw some bleach on it afterwards. Oh, <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. So thankfully, there's no DNA left. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did tap my dick all over his palm. Oh, oh my <laughs> God! Seriously. <laughs> All right, my favorite meme from the uh, the the post election, you know, all the crap going on, is a picture of Donald Trump, and it says Donald. It says Trump spends the last three days in the White House rubbing his dick all over everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. So, hot chocolate. Where did Boston Matt's parents live? Were they in Washington? Or so they lived right? in D.C., like right outside of I think maybe the Virginia side, maybe. Gotcha. I, I don't. I don't actually know if he's there. Actually, outside DC, but they've been there forever. Okay, so when we were down in DC, really we went to their house. Start. Yes, oh, this part I'm going to tell. Terrible person. You're. <laughs> no, you really are. I, I just want to be very yeah. clear, everyone. Terrible so, human being. So we there go to his that. parents' house. His parents are an older couple. Like even at the time, they were an older couple. Like, you know, like, look, my parents are 30-ish years older than me. I'm guessing, and I don't know this, Matt's parents might be 45 or 50 years older than them. They just felt a lot older then. Yeah, but and wasn't so, it well, spooky how much Matt looked like his dad? Like, yes. not a little bit yes. like his dad? Like, you were like, oh, that is an actual progression <laughs> to what Matt is going to look like at that age. Like, it, it, was, it was spooky, man. It was one of those that it's like you had a slide ruler on the bottom and you slid it. You'd be like, old Matt, young Matt, old Matt, young Matt, old Matt, young Matt. So we go to his his, his parents' place and we're all sitting around the table. I would like to protest this story one more time. It doesn't doesn't matter. David, you only want, you have to uh, protest or pay David. He controls everything because he's the editor. So you can settle up afterwards if you want and nobody will ever hear this. I'll send you my price list. So we were sitting around the table. And you know how, like, I I always say, even with my parents, there's a certain unintended racism that happens. 
right? Like oh, the way they say unintended. certain things. It was absolutely no, no. done in humor, but it was not <laughs> unintended. It was hilarious. Like to the point where everyone, anyway, I'll let you keep oh, it going. Was, it was fantastic. Yeah. GQ didn't know what to say. He like, and and he's like the rest of us. He always has something to say. So we're sitting around the table, and they're like, "Who wants waffles? Anybody wants waffles? I'll make some fresh waffles." So his father goes and gets the waffle machine, brings it out to the going. table, and happens to put it right next to hot chocolate. So the mother says. Don't put it next to him. You know his people will sue if they get hurt. I forgot about that one. I thought you were going to do the other one. No, I don't remember the other one. So you got to remember, the, remember other the other one. No, you got to tell me. Oh my gosh! So he's reaching over for a waffle. She says what she said. What Mike just said, and then stops. And I was just like, "That just happened." Okay, great. The next thing that she said was. After we had breakfast, we were all in the room, and I think I was, I'd just been laid off, and I was just taking a trip or whatever, and out of nowhere, she goes, so you're going to live off the, live off the dole or some nonsense like that? It was basically like, you're going to collect unemployment, and I was like, what is happening here? So here's the sweetest part of the story. I think it's either Matt's wedding, no, it's Matt's wedding. Boston Matt's wedding. We go. I see the parents. We're at his place. Do you remember when he used to have that uh, roof deck or whatever? Yes, so that was there. awesome. Yeah, I love that place. So we went up there. Uh, my wife is up there with her. And the very first thing she, uh, Matt's mom says to my wife is, I never said anything like this. And I started <laughs> howling because the person who tells the story best is Matt. <laughs> He's like, she said this, she said this, she's, I'm like, stop! It was hilarious. But yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, wow. Man, that was yeah. a great trip. I, I love, I love Matt. Matt is, Matt is very monotone, right? So Everything he, he says could, is funny. He could say the funniest Everything thing in the world, and it's very, it's yesterday I did this, and it's awesome. So we're in Vegas so, one time. I have to say this. I'm so sorry. But we're in Vegas one time, and I don't know why, but we were all in the room. Because you all got beat early. That's like, you had the David syndrome. You all lost early. <laughs> I don't even think I was gambling that time. We were just in the room. I think even, uh, even Big Sexy was there. And for some odd reason, you walk in and out of nowhere, I think we're just all watching TV and Matt screams, get off me. <laughs> we couldn't breathe. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I love, I love that. Sorry. Go on. So Matt was mad at you in D.C. I'll leave the reason why, why, why out of the story. I'm going to be very fair. I'll leave it out Let's of the story. On, but Matt, Matt was very mad at you, and you had disappeared for a few hours. I don't recall any of this. So do you, do you remember I this? Do. The next morning, I wasn't even there, and I know this story. <laughs> you knock on the hotel door, because <laughs> like, you didn't have a key. I didn't. So the part that GQ and, and El Guapo started laughing at was I didn't even say good morning. I was like, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and I think my entire response was, nothing happened. Fuck you. And we walked in and then we drove home. It was great. Yeah. So I <laughs> actually drove Matt's ex home. Right. That was it. He drove her home. But we we were like, I can't I can't believe you drove her home. Like, what are you doing? So and Matt was still with us. So. He drove her home, and then it so happens. This all nope. has to be edited. <laughs> then the funny thing is, she's like, "Oh, I live a couple of miles away." It was like thirty, <laughs> so it was another. She was gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like by the time I got, I'm like, "Where the hell?" Uh, it was bad. <clears throat> yeah. 
so that's that's DC oh, in a nutshell. So Boston and and New York, right? And Pelham, where I was living at the time. Um, we used to go back and forth a lot. Oh, yeah. Like I would say there was a time where in, in nicer weather, I'd say three out of four weekends, either oh, me yeah. and uh, El Guapo were in Boston or hot chocolate was down here. I was down in uh, uh, Pelham. So we used to do that a lot. So that was a lot of fun. Oh, man. And then we get all the guys together. So one time, and I don't remember if it was at Pelham or if it was on one of our trips. Now, we're all the same age. Me, so – Cool. Except for me. Hot, yeah. Hot chocolate, Big Daddy, Smurf, Chicken Fucker, and and the, and El Guapo's actually a year or two younger as well. We're all <laughs> relatively the same age. If we you want to know about Chicken Fucker, you can watch the the last episode, episode eleven. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I just need to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I, I just realized that. That makes sense. That makes sense. So we go to a bar, and all of us. All of us don't get ID'd as we're walking in, which is fine, right? We were we were like thirty at the time, right? So I go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. This was hot chocolate walks up. Yeah, I don't remember. Where, I don't remember where I was. Hot chocolate walks up, and the guy's like, "I need to see ID." So the guy who happened to be asking him was black, and and hot chocolate is black, and so I say, "Well, wait a minute. You 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 just asked the five of us. You just let the five of us walk in." And and why why is he going in? And he goes, "Come on, man! You know black don't crack." So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, do we look? So do we look like old white wrinkly guys? And hot chocolate's like, oh, time to go into the bar. Time to go into the bar. <laughs> I think that might have been Philly. Maybe. Oh, it might have been the first night in Philly. It might. You might be right. Yeah, it might have been Philly. You might be right. That was uh, that was bad. There were a lot of those stories. Yes. Um, David, do you want to talk about anything else in Vegas before I go on, or I want to go on another one? I, I don't have a whole lot of hot chocolate stories in Vegas that are appropriate for our audience. <laughs> Thank you, David. Thank you very much. So I, I think I'm going to... Uh, Let's just go I'm ahead and skip over that story. I'm, I'm going to take my Fifth Amendment rights uh, on that I will that take question. the Fifth as well with you, David. Thank you very much. Let's move on. Why don't I take the Fifth as well and we'll just stare at each other. <laughs> Great fucking podcast. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm going to tell a story. So I love, love, love making my parents uncomfortable. And neither of them find me funny. And I'm not saying they don't find me as funny as I think I am. They no. do not find me funny. So hot chocolate is over. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to my parents. It was Saturday or Sunday. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to my parents. going to have some breakfast there. Do you want to come with me? So he's like, sure, why not? And because El Guapo used to come over all the time as well. He was my roommate. So uh, hot chocolate's like, yeah, sure, I'll come over. So we go over. And I don't know if you remember this story. You'll remember when I say it, but I don't know if you remember no, before. No, never so well. we sit around the table and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, mom, I'd like to apologize because I know you told me yesterday Jesus. you didn't want any black people in oh, the house. Oh my God. <laughs> and and so hot chocolate is eating like whatever, pancakes or something. He looks up <laughs> and is like, holy shit. <laughs> and my mom now, full panic. <laughs> she, she's like, I, I didn't say that. Why would you say I said that? And I'm like, and I'm looking at her and I'm like, she said it. But now that you're here, she's trying to say she didn't say it. And she's like, I, I, I promise you I did not say that. And so Hot Chocolate's like, look, 
Michael's mom, I know you didn't say it. I know how he is. For the next 10 minutes, though, she won't stop saying, I didn't say that yesterday. I have no problem with any of his friends who want to come over. I don't know why he would say that. Uh, I loved it. Just it was such a uh, great like stirring the pot oh, moment. I loved man. it. Oh, you're such an asshole. There it is. Yes, there it is. <laughs> you're such an asshole. <laughs> so, um, uh, so I do have some questions um, for for Mister Mister Chocolate. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, what do you do for a living? I actually don't know the answer to this question. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, so for a long time I did IT work. I did uh, financial systems kind of testing and integration. Uh, uh-huh. And then about four years ago now, I decided that I, excuse me, it was decided for me that I would no longer be doing that. <laughs> and I was about to buy a restaurant. So that worked out like the timing of that was perfect. And, um, and, no disrespect to the guy that I was being uh, going in the restaurant business in, but like we gotten down to like literally being seven days away from signing the lease. And uh, I realized that's like, this is never going to work. We, we do not communicate well at all. Like it, it was just not a good idea. So then after that, um, a buddy of mine was like, Hey, uh, do you feel like becoming a landlord and like renting and renting stuff? And I was like, oh, I love real estate. Let's talk about it. And then out of nowhere, I, now I just, I'm a landlord. I have a couple of properties and uh, I'm trying to get a group of guys together. Uh, there's a whole thing in Minneapolis where single families, duplexes, triplexes, and fourplexes are all the same zoning because we need housing, like almost mm-hmm. every city in the United States. So I got a group of guys together and uh, we're trying to do that. And um, it's pretty slow going trying to get that stuff. So are you buying the land and then building or are you buying existing? No, no. Uh, So I bought a bunch of uh, properties to rent. And then um, now we're trying to buy, uh, I'll be honest, not the best looking single family homes and turning them into triplexes to increase density. Hmm. So yeah, so for first thing he's going to do when he buys them is he turns off the heat <laughs> and make sure no <laughs> one's living there. There's none of Pretty that. Pretty sure he said landlord. Stuff. Spent too much time in New York, man. I, I know all about landlord stuff. But uh, yeah, no, we had. So that's what I've been basically trying to do, and um, you know, it, you got to use the uh, monopoly method. You know, you buy buy three houses and then you buy a hotel with the the profits <laughs> from the three houses. Uh, yeah, no, um, it's been it's been interesting. It's been hard. Uh, but you know, I, I, don't think I hear uh, I hear commercial real estate is really hot right now. <laughs> Ridiculously bad advice from David and Michael. <laughs> I keep wondering when someone's going to bite the bullet and turn one of those things into like a bunch of condos and just you know start that whole nightmare going. But we'll see. Well, what they're doing, um, at least in Arizona, is you're seeing a lot of. Um, where they can get away with it, you're seeing a lot of commercial buildings or industrial buildings being turned into nightclubs. So Who's after doing? hours, uh, legal nightclubs? Legal? No, no, totally legal. Um, after hours, yeah. you can you you don't they don't have to sell alcohol, and you can be 18 to get in. So you see a lot of freshmen, sophomore, especially in a college town like Tempe. Ooh. 
It's pretty popular. So if anybody's having trouble getting COVID where they live, Dave knows a few nightclubs that are open after well, hours. I, I've already told you, COVID doesn't really exist in Arizona. I mean, you can go out. Other than the masks, pretty, people are pretty much doing you what should, they normally you do. look at the numbers. The numbers would say otherwise. <laughs> but uh, nobody cares. That's a stupid thing. Out there, and uh, he just got the vaccine. Um, I think maybe his first shot. I don't know if he's gotten the second one yet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he didn't come back for Christmas. Uh, I'm pretty sure he left just before Thanksgiving. It's it's been rough. He's pretty mm, yeah. close guy. We just haven't had a chance to see him. So yeah, my mom because she's in the nursing home. It was one of the oh, first yeah. ones to get it. She just got her second shot the other day. Nice. So she's now fully vaccinated as fully vaccinated as much as you can be in the environment sure. we're in. Mm. Sure. So, yeah. So, creepy, yeah. so yeah, I was yeah. I was lucky enough to fly to New York or unlucky enough to fly to New York in the middle of the pandemic and drive back from New York to Phoenix. So I experienced what every state between New York and Arizona, um, I experienced all the different levels of COVIDness. And being in New York was like being in some sort of like 1984 dystopian like <laughs> society where everything is locked down. And then it's slowly as you go state by state towards the West Coast, things just open up more and more and more. And then you get into Arizona and you're like, hey, what's COVID? Wow. It's pretty crazy. <clears throat> So again, if you're having trouble getting COVID, please go see David in Arizona <laughs> at, at the After Hours Clubs. Ridiculously I, bad advice from Michael and David. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I actually just got tested yesterday because my brother-in-law um, came over my house last weekend for um, the UFC fights, and uh, he didn't. He he was says he was kind of under the weather, um, but ended up getting tested two days later, and he ended up getting COVID. So we had to all go get tested. So we tested negative. How did, he, how did he get it? It doesn't exist in Arizona. Really? We're doing this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the other thing, which neither of you were there for, but it's worth mentioning because you, you kind of know the players. Uh, Big Daddy's kid had her 16th, uh, what's it called? Sweet 16, about a, about a year and a half ago. That's and awesome. I, I I know you're not supposed to make fun of people, but I, I can't help with this story because it was fucking so shocking to me. So and you're a terrible person. Big, big yeah. Daddy's wife, her maid of honor, was there, right? So the maid of honor in the, in the wedding party. I was the best man. The maid of honor was there. At the Sweet 16, and we didn't know this beforehand, so right now it's me, Chicken Fucker, and Big Daddy standing next to each other. <laughs> she comes in and... The person I knew with two legs now had one leg. So she had, yes, she had some medical issues and she lost one of her legs. But I say to him later, I'm like, you want somebody. Somebody I've known basically 20 years is going to come in with only one leg. I'm like, how do you fucking not want somebody? And he's like, oh, I kind of forgot. Maybe I should have said it. You will see that I actually start laughing before you say what you say. It's like, you know what horrible thing is going to come out of your mouth. Look, I know I'm a, no, I'm a bad person for first thinking about me. You are. In this case. But I'm like, I, I'm just a slight warning. By the way, later on, there'll be three of us hanging around. You know, normally there's six legs. There's only going to be five. Oh, <laughs> just something. Terrible. Uh, it's insane. <laughs> you are so, a bad, bad person. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so Vegas. 
So I know we're not going to talk a lot about Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But um, no, nah, not really. Good. And, and nothing <laughs> stayed in Vegas. <laughs> That's right. So we go. We go to church at ten. I'm pretty sure. I don't even know feed that. the homeless. Feed the homeless at eleven. Uh, strippers, drugs, and gambling. <laughs> um, no, honey, so, none of the above. None of the above. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't go to church. <laughs> <laughs> So the story I want to tell is a simple one, and it's a oh, – we're at a so, – so hot chocolate doesn't come every year when we go there, right? So he might come first year, fourth year. I don't get the year, invite every year. year. Oh, oh, that's no, bullshit. You get the that's Everybody bullshit. gets the invite. Calling right. on that. You're, you're not involved in the planning every year, but you get the invite. All right, baby. So the – one of the years he comes out there, and it, this is what's great about being friends for so long. Oh, God, one, terrible. he's always there to help you whenever you need help. Yeah, Lord. But he's also there to be like, ah, I told you. <laughs> so the we're at the table. We're, we're gambling. The, the dealer happens to be a black guy. And I got a <laughs> shitty hand. And I'm that. like, yeah, you'll remember when I say it. I'm like, the guy, I had a bad hand. I'm like, boy, you got to be kidding me, man. And he's like, you call me boy? <laughs> and so the guy the guy says to me, like, now you're supposed to be nice. You're the dealer. He's like, man, I'll fuck you up. You're call me boy. And so I'm like, so now I'm like, well, I, I, I was calling you boy. Like, I, was just, I was just saying it as part of the sentence. So Hachoko leans over and goes to the dealer. I told him not to call black man boy. Before. He's like, I, don't know, I don't know why he did that. So now all of a sudden I've become my mom. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't say that. I was like, I wasn't directing it at you. I was like, it's just, I was just like, I was like, oh shit. It was like me saying, oh shit. Oh man. Yeah. Oh my God. That's terrible. Yeah, so, you don't remember it because you slept fine that night. I remember because I twitched myself to sleep. I remember having the conversation at some point, probably before that happens. And I also remember going, why? Why is it offensive? I don't understand. But, uh, but yeah, you explain it to me and I get it. So, uh, yeah. But being a uh, oh, ignorant white person, I had no clue. Yes. Oh, man. Um, all right. Dave, should we move on to the one crazy question? We'll have Hot Chocolate join us this week. Yes. Sure. Yes. What is the one? The one crazy question for the week is what is the funniest joke that you can remember? Now, hold on, Hot Chocolate. Now I got to do I got to do my version of David. Why is that crazy? What's so crazy about that? (laughs) It's just a joke. What's your answer to that? You do realize I'm going to edit out that whole like three seconds, right? I'll just I'll just keep saying it. What's so crazy about it? What's just a joke? Eventually, you're going to have to give up. You're going to be like, "Fuck it, I got to leave it." In. <laughs> well, if you your tell question, if you tell a funny joke, maybe it will be crazy. Oh uh, wow! But we all know I'm you're sorry, not you're funny. Cut out what I say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you can go first, David. It's your your question this week. Oh, so I, I, I got to go first last week, and it was my question, too. I right, see well, how why don't we let our guests go, then? <laughs> so I'm going to set this up a little bit. So there's this uh, there's this old vaudeville joke called The Aristocrats. Oh, Jesus. And we don't have time. I, I'm not, not going to tell that joke. But it's <laughs> the, the, uh, the documentary around it is hilarious because yeah. all the comedians tell the joke over and over again. And I don't know why, but I laugh at every single telling of the aristocrat joke. It's absolutely hysterical. But at the end, they do like these little snippets of all the comics who are telling the joke and stuff. And Robin Williams does this one joke, and I'm going to butcher it, but I got to tell you, I love this freaking joke. 
Well, the good thing is he's not around to uh, be mad <laughs> Thanks. at you. This, yeah. this is why people don't like you. <laughs> um, I apologize to Robin Williams' family. <laughs> but so Robin Williams is standing around, and the joke is, goes exactly, I think it goes like this. A rabbi walks into a bar with a frog on his head, and the bartender says, where'd you find one of those? And the frog goes, in Brooklyn, they got a million of them. <laughs> I don't know why, but after hearing the aristocrat joke for like an hour, I could not stop laughing. It's my favorite freaking joke, and it's just, it's just so, and Robin Williams just delivers it perfectly. And I just cannot yeah. stop laughing. I'm sorry. That's my joke. That's the one I So like. I have to give that's a little right. bit of background on the aristocrat joke no, because no, no, it no. is. We don't if, ever need to if stop you are, background. No, no. Move on. Oh, yes, we oh, do. You're a horrible person. We do. The, uh, if you're a comedian, all comedians know this joke because it's kind of like a rite of passage. But the aristocrat, if, if there's a documentary on it, 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 the joke is essentially you try and make the most absolutely disgusting, most perverse, most like just absolutely gut wrenching story. And, uh, and the punchline is do you remember the punchline? Yeah, the punchline is what do you call it? The aristocrat. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's and it has nothing to do with the story. Not even remotely. So the best part about the joke is, as they're, as they're doing the documentary, guys really do tell it different from girls. Like, that part yeah. is actually amazing to me. Like, the guys mm-hmm. tell the joke one way, and the women tell the joke a completely different way. And don't get me wrong, they're both hysterical, but I'm like, oh, wow, that is, like, weird watching brains work. It was kind of cool. Yeah. For sure. Well, I've never, I've never seen this documentary. Yeah, because oh, I, I guess I'm probably too busy watching the cheese rolling one on Netflix, so I've never seen this one. <laughs> but is, is it the exact? Yes, you should listen to an old episode. There's a uh, "We Are the Champions" or "We Are Champions." It's called on Netflix. I think it was episode it two. Is the, I think it is just such one. a weird show. All right. So, <clears throat> is it the exact same joke, word for word? No, that they say, no, no, or no. Is no. it the same style joke? It's the same punchline. So it's the same framework of a joke and the framework is a guy walks into an agent's office and is pitching him on a play a broadway play and then so the agent's like okay tell me about it so what happens between that line and the punchline is completely up to whoever tells it it's got it and every time they take a turn you're just like oh that's worse than the last time and it's amazing and it's and it's always been like this Hollywood insider, like all the comedians that have ever done any sort of stand up, they know this joke, but not everybody, like, you know, normal people like you and I know it. So, um, right after. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean, like us? I have a joke fault, buddy. Yeah, and it's Actually, really funny. Maybe it's in there. No, no, you don't. That's not a, that's not a fault of jokes. It's I'm, not I'm a thing. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that one's not in it either. Yeah. So, here's the so setup. Hot chocolate has to go now. Thank you for your <laughs> So the setup for this documentary, though, is right after 9-11, they're doing a roast of somebody. And I don't remember who, but Gilbert Gottfried gets up and he makes a 9-11 joke. And That's what cost them the Aflac commercials, right? It goes over like a lead balloon. Everybody's like, yeah. boo, too soon, whatever. Yeah. Like, And like people start throwing stuff. Like, it's bad, right? It so is. after about a minute of him just taking this abuse and silence, he goes in to the aristocrat. And oh, it, right. 
Yeah, he by the end of that joke, he had turned the entire audience around and everybody in the audience, which is all made up of his peers, like Hollywood actors and actresses and comedians. Oh, yeah. And they're all just rolling on the floor <laughs> laughing. So that was like that was kind of the premise of the documentary was, you know, that joke. But, you know, and the how it was told. Ever. Oh, yeah. Uh, since vaudeville or something else. Like yeah. That. And, you know, you're talking about Gilbert Godfrey saying the 9-11 jokes too early, right? Like. Mel Brooks always said comedy is tragedy plus time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's always that fine line between when can you start joking about something and when shouldn't you? And so he got burned by, like I said, he lost his Aflac contract. Yeah. That. that was the last time he ever did one of their commercials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So what are your jokes, gentlemen? Michael. Right. I have, I have two. That is surprising. And they're both kind of those one liner type jokes. I don't, they're not much longer. So what is it? One is, I guess, probably categorized as a dad joke. What is it called when Batman skips church? Christian Bale. (laughs) (laughs) And this one, one of my friends told me, and I just, I just love this line. What is the difference between jelly and jam? Oh, this is a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> what is the difference between jelly? It's like a knock-knock joke. I say knock-knock, you say who's there. I need somebody to say, what is the difference between jelly and jam? What, what, is, what the is the difference between jelly and jam? I'm so sorry, world. You can't jelly your dick oh, down. Oh, you are a horrible, horrible person. I love, I love that oh, joke. I love please it. Please, for the love of God, cut that out. Oh, oh I, I might have to leave it in. This is, we're all terrible people. We, yeah, we can't yes. talk about the aristocrats and then like cut that one out. Oh, man. All Here's right. the problem, too. You're trying to, to, between the three of us, we're all of our own, like, if I have the devil on this shoulder and the devil on this shoulder, it's one's you, one's is David. <laughs> so it's hot chocolate on this yeah, side, yeah. David on this side. Yeah. All right, what's yours, David? All right, so um, I don't. I'm horrible at remembering jokes, but there's one joke that I always remember. Um, so uh, if you've heard this before, shut up and don't ruin the punchline. <laughs> but my grandfather told me this joke, and my my grandfather, who passed away about 10, 15 years ago, um, was a really uh, amazing storyteller, and his jokes were always long so this one's a little bit long so uh so there's a boy and he's sitting with his grandfather and his grandfather has uh, has a drink a drink of alcohol and the boy says to his grandfather he says gramps you know can i can i have some of that and uh, the grandfather says well no you're not old enough and he's like well what do you mean i'm not old enough he says well can can your penis touch your butthole and the kid's like well no he's like when your penis can touch your butthole then you can have you can have a, a sip of my drink Kid goes, all right. He walks away. Next day, he comes back. He sees Grandpa. Grandpa smoking a cigarette. Hey, Grandpa, can I try that cigarette? He goes, sorry, little guy. He goes, can your penis touch your butthole? He's like, no, you can't. You can't do it. You can't do it, man. Come back when your penis can touch your butthole, and then you know I'll let you smoke a cigarette. Next day, Grandfather walks up to the kid, and the kid's eating some ice cream. And he says, hey, Grandpa would love a lick of that ice cream. Can I have some of that ice cream? And the kid goes to his grandfather. He says, well, can can your penis touch your butthole? Grandpa says, well, yes, it can. He said, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So David's grandfather, who I knew, telling that story, I have a feeling of that's what if the giving tree was wrote by David's grandfather, that's what that would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's uh, awesome. All right, so <clears throat> this week, 
for the joke vault, oh, as Hot Chocolate pointed out, and you point out every week, they're not really jokes. I'm a- I I actually stumbled across something else. Something funny? You can make the judge. <laughs> it's actually when Hot Chocolate was moving. So, all right, so I got wait, I got to back up. So before we had like our cell phones, like we do now, where you could set up an iMessage chat or a link or a WhatsApp chat, and you could have say all these different things to each other. Every Monday. We would the, all the boys would send around an email. Oh, yeah. So, uh, cool big daddy, chicken fucker, Smurf, El Guapo, and Hot Chocolate would would send around this um, this chat. And so on Monday was what we did on the weekend. How were things? And then slowly but surely, everybody was <laughs> responding to it back and forth. Then as the week went on. Then it became the story started kind of drying up and then it became, hey, how's your sister? How's your mother? Like those kind of things. Friday would come. The story would be done. We'd go away. Monday morning, we'd start again. Same thing. Same type story. Well, how was your weekend? We'd go about it. So uh, this wasn't the point of this, but I'm going to tell one story. So at one point, Chicken Fucker accidentally puts (laughs) the wrong name in the chat. So instead of... In, yes, totally you know this story. So instead of <laughs> our friend Cool, he picked somebody who I'll call Cool A in his work oh, man. on this chat. And so Monday comes and the, 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 the messages are all, the emails are all pretty rough. It's as offensive as you can imagine, as dirty as you can imagine, as derogatory as you can imagine. And we're going back and forth, back and forth for a couple days. Then on, I'd say... Wednesday, yeah. <laughs> Smurf goes, hey, just curious, who's Cool A? It wasn't Smurf. And it was me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hot Chocolate says, I'm just curious, who's Cool A? And, he, and Chicken Fucker's like, holy shit, that's one of my co-workers. <laughs> so now, as you know, it's it's the game of of, uh, of numbers here. First email goes out. Five or six of us respond to it. So now there's five versions of this email. That comes out. All of us start responding to it. Now there's 15, 20 versions of the email. So at one point, there's in essence potentially 30 different emails that are out there oh. that one of them is my line, one of them is hot chocolate lines, that kind of thing. <laughs> so we keep going. And Chicken Fucker is now in a panic <laughs> and keeps just saying, stop responding to these. <laughs> but people are playing catch up still. So like they haven't gotten to the email that says, hey, that's not the right person. <laughs> so a few weeks later, we're like, did this cool A ever say anything to you? And he's like, no, never, never fucking mentioned, like, stop sending me emails or what's wrong with you people. Or I've been getting your... So his coworker never said anything. So he's like, I'm not bringing it up. Oh, man. Uh, so, sorry, the point of my story here was when we, when we were doing this and Hot Chocolate told us he was um, Big Daddy decided to write a poem. Big Daddy's a big writer. Yes. So he wrote a, he wrote a poem about him moving out west so i'm going to read that poem i've edited a little bit because as i mentioned in our emails there's certain things you can't say anymore and part of law yes and you know i I can't say in in on the internet and probably keep my job did you get his express written consent before you're using his poem on the on national uh internet television 
I asked that other wrong guy in the email. He said, totally fine. <laughs> oh, that was a bad week, too. We were horrible to that guy. Uh, anyway. This is, oh. some, this is something also that I bet Big Daddy probably doesn't even remember he sent it around. Because, you know, we're, the volume of shit we sent oh, around. Man. I just happened to stumble across this. I actually was looking for one of the Washington, D.C. emails. Um because I had summarized it at one point, like as a "Hey, here's a wrap up." So I thought I still had that. I couldn't find it, but I stumbled across this instead. <laughs> so, all right. So this is Big Daddy's Ode to Hot Chocolate movie <laughs> in replacement of the joke fault. I don't like him. I thought him rude, but Mike and Cool said you must hang with this dude. He's into comics, women and booze, steaks and cigars. How can you lose? He was angry and bitter, but I understood. A bit too loud, but his stories were damn good. <laughs> Drinking in stories that we can't discuss, it was immediately apparent he was one of us. A circle of friends, unlike all others, three honkies, El Guapo, and two really cool brothers. It didn't say honkies. It didn't say El Guapo. It didn't say brothers. That's, that's an intentional edit there. Three honkies, El Guapo, and two really cool brothers. And, through, and though rarely together, all of us in one town, when we are together, you know shit will go down. Any others may come, we take in new strays, but my brother, these boys, we are here to stay. But I'm off topic, my rhymes are all spent, this poem's meant to focus on hot chocolate. Luckily, his real name flows and fits in that, his three names. But it's hard to focus on one of us six, but this one is leaving for... We'll miss you, my brother, you're leaving, it blows... So start checking the strip joints so we're in the know. <laughs> so don't forget us and remember, we're better at seven. I know it sounds like bullshit getting deeper, but you, tr but we truly are our brother's keeper. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah. So going back to that story, <laughs> I have a question for you guys. The story before the poem. Oh, sure. Yes. Have you ever accidentally sent a text message to the wrong person? And been mortified of what they were going to say or respond to. I will. Uh, I'll go last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I. I don't know if I have. All right. I don't. I don't know so, if I have. I'm usually pretty David. Careful. Yeah. I. Uh, so this is fairly recent too, which sucks. <laughs> So, uh, my wife and I occasionally send each other, I wouldn't call them, they're love notes, essentially, oh, like, you know, just really like, would lovey we call them dick pics? Oh, no, why? No, we would not. Why? We would not. <laughs> just checking. Dave, if the answer that question, knows always fine. no. I never want to know that. Uh, actually, the, the dick pics I send are just a, a picture of Mike. I'd like to know what are your fees for cutting out boomerang Because <laughs> 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 <'Cause, laughs> So anyways, um, you know, throughout the day when we, we, you know, both work from the house now. So that we don't, we're not texting each other. We see each other all day long. But when we were both working in offices, we would send each other little love notes. And um, one time... I sent something to the effect of, you know, like, you know, I love you so much. You're my favorite person. Kiss, kiss, like heart, heart, whatever. Right. 
And then I hit send. <laughs> About 30 seconds later, I get a text back from my boss <laughs> saying, oh, man, that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. He, he happened to be the last person that I had texted uh, before I was going to text my wife. So, But we, we still, to this day, get a really good laugh out of it because, <laughs> because of that. Well, while you're thinking hot chocolate, I'm going to tell a couple. So first one I'm going to tell is actually El Guapo's. He was at work with Instant Messenger, and him and a coworker were talking about the like the weekend, how things were and stuff. And she talked about some things she made. So he was like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that you know you did that." So he's like, he meant to say, "Do you cook? Like, do you cook a lot?" Wow. He wrote, do you cook? Instead, he accidentally typed, do you cock? <laughs> and then the best part about it is he said he closed the window as if that made it all go away. <laughs> he closed the window and then he immediately called her and he was like, I'm so sorry. It was a typo. So that was his. So now I'll tell you one that was intentional. My wife did it. She thought it was hilarious. I'm, I'm pretty good friends with my boss. I was friends with him before I got to my job, but he is still my boss, right? I always know that he's still my boss. We had our Christmas party one year, sorry, our holiday party one year. And the next day, my wife and I are in the car and she takes my phone, doesn't tell me. She texts my boss and says something to the effect of, oh, yesterday's party was crazy. After the party, I went to my girlfriend's house. So she sends it to him. She tells me then, and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, it's funny, right? Like, if I say that to him, I'm like, there's no good situation here. I'm like, first of all, like, first of all, so I, I immediately respond to him. I'm like, believe it or not, that was actually my wife trying to be funny. I'm like, sorry about that. So I told her, I'm like, there's no good situation here. I'm like, here's what could happen. I go, one, he'd be like, oh, we're fucking dirtbag. He has a girlfriend, and he, he doesn't mind just sharing it with anybody. I'm like, two, or worse, he responds back, yeah, I went to my girlfriend's house, too, yesterday. I'm like, I don't want to know that. He's my boss. <laughs> or worse, he responds, which one? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> or, or start saying some names. He's like, yeah, oh. Debbie, no. <laughs> so the other one, now that I did, and I know I told you a couple minutes in, the balls were going to show up, oh, but showing up now. It wasn't a photo. I am texting. We had. I don't think we had both kids. We might have both kids at the time. We we used. We used to always use somebody from their daycare as their um, babysitters. Right. Perfect. They already know the kids. Yeah. Kids are already comfortable with them, and we know they've gone at least through some background checks for the place. So we used to use this one girl forever. She ended up moving. So we asked another girl there. Hey, are you interested in babysitting on the weekends at night when we go out? Absolutely. Gives me a number. I give her my number. I said, all right, I'll text you the information. So Saturday afternoon, I'm texting my cousin Yanni, and I'm also texting her. So it's my fault. I'm texting both of them. We, we always knew it was here. Both of them respond back to something I said with perfect. He was responding to whatever I said about the weekend. She was responding to that time works for me. It's perfect. I responded back to him. I thought, <laughs> just like my balls. Oh. <laughs> so I send it, and now immediately I realize 
oh, fuck, it's the wrong person. <laughs> so I send another message to her. And I'm like, I am so sorry. I was in the middle of texting somebody else. I was goofing around with them. I didn't mean to send that to you. So now I'm also like, now I got to tell my wife. Because I'm like, what about if this person is like, I don't want to find you. People are sending oh, talking yeah. about his balls. Yeah, like, so I, I, call my, I, I, call my, I send my wife a message and I'm like, Funny story, <laughs> and, like, and I, I clip, I clip the uh, the message that I exchanged with her, and I'm like, "This is what happened." So she calls me up, and it's funny. She wasn't as bad at be like not paying attention and talking about my balls. She was like, "If we lose this fucking babysitter, we can't go out." <laughs> She's like, because you're a fucking idiot and you don't know who you're typing. She's like, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> so then when the lady came over that night, I was like, I was, and look, I don't get embarrassed. I, I really don't. Very, very rarely. I was so fucking embarrassed when she came over. I'm like, I apologize again. I'm so sorry. And she's like, don't worry. She's like, you know, it's fine. It happens. Like, I'm like, oh, thank God. Uh, and then we used her for a couple of years before she uh, moved away. All right, well, if she was a avid listener of the podcast, she know she would know that you like to talk about your balls, so it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, that is true. Well, I don't, I don't think I've ever done that because I, I try to be pretty careful. I, no, I think I've done the usual. I probably said I love you to like completely wrong person, and I've always gotten back the "Well, I love you too," and I'm like, okay, that's I'm sorry, but yeah, but like I haven't done anything. Least, I don't think I've done anything yeah. really crazy. That's at least neutral enough, right? Like right. that kind of thing. It's when you say something else or say something like, oh, man, this went off the rails type thing. <laughs> um, all right. So hot chocolate. Is there anything else that you have on your mind that you want to get off your chest before we say goodbye? Um, I believe I've already mentioned this to you, but I am one of the psychos that listen to your podcast at twice the speed. I I don't yeah. regret it at all. It helps. You're broken. Go, but, yeah, but for so many reasons, not just this one. <laughs> Um, so, so having said that, your your name has come up a few times uh, on the show, and uh, yes, not always in the best light. How how do you feel about I that? I really appreciate that you thought that there was one story that you told where I looked good. That's not the case. <laughs> I've listened to the podcast. You guys, are <laughs> we we, uh, we had to say that to get you on. We couldn't tell you the truth. Oh my gosh! I'm like, are you serious? The one that I don't understand is how could you tell the entire world that you need to take off every article of clothing to poop? Well, let's I be realistic. Remember, the the entire way, world is all of like 200 out. people. <laughs> I still remember where we were. I remember exactly where we were when I found Yeah, standing out. next to me in the bathroom. No, that's not where we were. <laughs> Horrible. Don't tell that story. We were in Vegas again. We were in Vegas, and you're like, I gotta use the restroom. And my response was, dude, we're in a casino. These are the cleanest places in the world. Go use the bathroom. And out of nowhere, you go, uh, I gotta take off all my clothes with that poop. And I remember David and I were just like, what the hell what the are fuck? you talking about? <laughs> the worst is some of those, some of those Vegas hotel rooms, the, the actual toilet area, if it's in a separate room, is so fucking small that like I can't keep my clothes in there. So you remember, I'd, I'd have to close the main bathroom door and be like, I need to leave my clothes outside the bathroom so you guys can't come in here because then I'll be walking around my dick oh my out. <laughs> oh, well, that was part of that story that I've never thought about. That is so how cool. do you feel about David uh, talking about your alcohol choice when we went to see that guy with his compound, as David calls oh, it? Oh, what's the right response for that? David, I hate you and I hope you die. <laughs> 
With that, I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. <laughs> and we are Ridiculously, ridiculously Bored. bored. <laughs>